my program that I offer to patients that is a much more in-depth, comprehensive program is the fatigue formula. And the F in fatigue stands for fuel. So no lifestyle adjustment program would be complete without addressing the fuel. Um, I would argue that your diet and what you're fueling your body with is 80% of what you need to address. So there is no amount of exercise that will reverse a poor diet. Um, you may have gotten away with it when you were younger. Um, if you have other ways to mitigate the effects, maybe you spend plenty of time outdoors and, and you have other positives that help to offset it, you may be able to kick the can down the road further than others of us. But, um, but if you want fairly quick results, diet is the way to get there. And so what do I mean by diet? I mean, do you drink sodas and eat donuts or do you eat organic and gluten-free? Um, a lot of the toxic buildup in our body is due to diet or um, sort of um, components or things that come along for the ride, essentially. So um, if, if we eat a cucumber, which you would think a cucumber would be a fantastic source of food for us, even a cucumber can be toxic for a number of reasons, um, primarily because the seeds may have not been ripened naturally on the vine and may have some naturally poisonous qualities that the fruit or vegetable uses to protect itself. In the ripening process, it reverses that and it becomes, you know, a healthy food. But in many cases, our food is not ripened on the vine and um, it's artificially ripened. So when we see it in the store, it looks right. But without going through the natural ripening process, it's left to be kind of a toxic food source. So obviously drinking sodas or um, beverages with artificial sweeteners in them, those are like sort of easy. Of course, you need to eliminate those things. Um, something like a donut. I call um, a Coke and a donut the Molotov cocktail of um, our food source diet. And, you know, a donut, there's just like no redeeming quality to a donut. If you eat an occasional donut, more power to you. Just know you're going to have to reverse the damage. But a donut essentially is fried, typically in very bad oil. It is um, dough which is going to have plenty of gluten and other toxic substances. And it's sugar, <laughs> you know, not 
a good sugar. It's like the white sugar, the cocaine of the food supply. So, um, so Coke and donuts just simply have to go. If that's something you enjoy regularly, just, um, I, I can't say it any other way. That's got to change. Um, I will say that I try to make the list of things you need to avoid or change as short as possible because some people, when they um, disease starts escalating, they adopt a stricter and stricter diet to the point where, um, you know, they can barely eat anything. And I don't ever want somebody to get to that point. That makes it really challenging to get our micronutrients that we need. So we're going to just focus on the things that are going to really move the needle that are going to make a big difference for us. And we're going to eliminate those and, um, and keep the rest. So you'll find that there's a lot of things that you actually enjoy that if you eat more of those and you're a little disciplined in your approach, um, you won't feel like you're missing out. Um, the, all the components of the fatigue formula um, are here. You may have noticed that I like using acronyms, <laughs> MOLT method, M-O-L-T, and now here the fatigue formula. So the fatigue formula, we just covered the fuel sources, but um, we're going to also look at the attack level. Like what is your overall level of energy reserves and, you know, where is your body showing signs of being under attack? Um, we want to know what our toxin burden is. You know, if we're being um, attacked, we want to know what area that toxicity is building. So we know what to target and what we need to focus on. Um, we want to address emotional disturbance because all disease has an emotional component to it. And without breaking through that emotional um, blockage, it'll be really hard to clear whatever's going on and have the uh, positive effects be lasting. You want to make changes that are going to create big improvement in your life, but you want to be able to sustain it. Who wants to spend months making these positive changes and see really great benefits only to have it reverse right around the corner as soon as you say, okay, I've uh, accomplished what I needed to accomplish. And now all the ill effects start building back up. So, um, so a lot of times that will be an emotional disturbance that has gone not unaddressed in this um, comprehensive um, approach to reversing dis-ease that has escalated to disease. And then we're going to look at our energy resources and we're going to work to clear the filter and fill the tank. And, um, and then also look at genetic programming. So the genetic predisposition to disease is definitely something that is um, worth factoring in. But I have patients come into my clinic and say, you know, I have this problem because 
there's a 57% chance that somebody with this in their family history or this genetic predisposition has, you know, experienced. And I asked them why they're not in the 43% that it didn't manifest for. And so that typically kind of stops them in their tracks because they've just accepted it and said, you know, well, I'm in the half that got it versus the half that didn't. But I want us to be in the in the percentage, regardless of what that percentage is, that does not manifest the predisposition to disease. And, um, and so there are ways that by addressing all of these factors, we can um, turn on and off genetic expression so that we don't have to be part of the wrong side of the statistics. So in this last part of the lifestyle section of the MOLT method, I want to introduce you to Vilfredo Pareto. And um, Pareto's been gone for 100 years as of um, my recording this program. And so um, his legacy has certainly lived on. And it's interesting because scientists have picked up these discoveries and they figured out how they apply to many different areas of our lives. And so the Pareto principle states that for many outcomes, roughly 80% of consequences come from 20% of causes. Um, This was referred to as the vital few. And so if you have heard of this before, um, you may have heard of it as the 80-20 rule. Um, the um, Pareto principle is not as common as the 80-20 rule, in, um, as certainly in the business world. But in healthcare in the United States, um, 20% of patients use 80% of the healthcare resources. And so let's not be in the 20% that uses 80% of the health healthcare resources. Let's be in the 80% that only uses 20% of the healthcare resources. You know, we only want to um, be in the position to need to turn to, you know, medical care in a pinch. And so um, addressing all of these factors, um, the diet, the exercise, we've, you know, referred to our mindset. We've talked about creating order in our world. That's also going to reduce stress. All of these things work together to improve our, um, improve our well-being and, and give us a much greater chance of ending up in the 80%. Now I will say that you can see, I just flipped the statistics there. And so even if you're in the 80%, it's possible that you could still come up with something. Um, And there is no explaining certain things. Um, 
There's always an explanation, but we may never fully understand it. (laughs) So um, I share stories about patients and others that, um, that have resolved some really crazy manifestation of disease. And it was truly by uh, divine intervention that they finally discovered what was really causing the problem. And then, you know, once you understand what's causing the problem, it's typically fairly easy to remove that toxic stressor. Um, But sometimes finding that root cause can be really challenging. It can be helpful to have um, a coach or, you know, a professional kind of guide you. What you don't want to do is be constantly turning to medication and supplements to try to suppress the symptoms because that is going to just make it harder to find the root cause. Um, But I just want to give you a little encouragement that, um, that if you have gotten to the point where you have manifested something that you are really um, working hard to try to reverse, um, you're not alone. And we have a really toxic world that we, our bodies are so unique and there's such a unique combination of genetics and environment and emotional um, issues and, and all of this comes together to create what our current manifestation is. And so, um, so I just encourage you to work towards becoming your own PCP, become aware of where you get triggered and where um, issues spike for you and, um, and just um, stay the course. If you um, work to listen to what the still small voice, your intuition is telling you, and you use some of the things I've suggested here, you will find your way to some sort of solution. It may take a while. I have no guarantees how long or short that will be, but I do know that the solutions are out there and you can, um, you can find your way to resolution. So um, that brings us to the end of this lifestyle part of the Molt Method program. And um, as we move forward here, we're just going to practice what we have talked about. And then I'll answer some questions for you and, um, and give you some ideas that even if your question does not get asked here. It may spark a question of your own. And if you're in the community, I want you to reach out to me and ask your own question and I'll be happy to answer it.